Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of 3 Nerds on a Sunday. I am your co-host Sonny. I'm riding solo into the unknown and we're going for going for a three count today. So today what we're talking about is kind of a rapid fire quick review of uh, AEW's All In that took place at Wembley Stadium uh, this past Sunday. With a record breaking uh, record breaking 81,053 people in attendance for this live event. Uh, um, I would, this was the willingly most people that have been in one place to watch wrestling. I say willingly because there was a match that WWE put on, a show put on in uh, North Korea that was kind of, it was mandatory for the people to go. They didn't really have a choice. I think like over 100,000 people or something like that. A lot of people showed up. Uh, again, not by choice, probably by probably a good by um by um by gunpoint, but you know that's not a hero there. So this uh actually just beat out WrestleMania, which had eighty thousand and plus something eighty thousand plus something people in there. So AEW with a big win in that aspect. Now did they win the night with with a really strong pay per view? Uh, as you know me, we're gonna get straight into it. So the, just kind of give you my overall general thoughts on it. I thought it was a really good pay. It was a really good, solid pay per view. Uh, but like one of my friends said, um, the the day that we watched it Sunday, um, it's a good pay per view, really good pay per view. But it just didn't feel as impressive for the for the first ever show in Wembley for AEW. Right, it it didn't feel like it had a big, big pay per view feel to it. It was big. It was great to see that the audience so engaged, and it was awesome to 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 see that when when the camera would pull out and see all all the crowd and everything like that. It was fantastic, but it just didn't feel like a big pay per view card, you know. And that's one thing I will say about AW recently, especially the past couple of years now, they're really bad at building up that. Uh, anticipation for a pay-per-view card. You know, we, we had a bunch of things that was like Fight for the Fallen and a bunch of other like, they're like premium like um, shows that they'll put on like they'll put on pay-per-view quality matches like on a an episode of Dynamite for like Fight for the Fallen all that kind of stuff. But it's just boom, boom, one thing after another and All Out's already this Sunday which uh, used to be their biggest show until they bought out uh, ROH, and that's who had the, the all-in licensing thing. Uh, so they got it back. This was the first time that all-in actually took place under the AEW banner. Um, yeah, they just have a problem with, like I said, the past couple of years now, a year and a half, of just not really being able to build up these cards and matches to feel special. We have guys who can make it special, but... AEW doesn't give that time or effort to make it feel that way. So, with that being said, let's just jump right into it. We'll go ahead with, I believe this is in chronological order. I'm pulling it all off of, oh, damn you. I hate this internet. Uh, well, it was coming off of Bleach Reporter. Come on. There you go. Uh, coming off of Bleach Reporter, they, they covered all of the uh, all the matches, match by match. So, I believe this is in uh, chronological order. I did not watch Zero Hour, which was their um, all-in, um, was it, preliminary show. Um, but for those who want to know, uh, Ozzy Open uh, faced off against um, Adam Cole and 
MGF for the ROH tag, tag titles. Cole and uh, MGF won. And then the other match was Hook versus uh, Jack Perry for the uh, FTW Championship. And according to here, uh, Hook defeated Perry to regain the FTW, champion, the FTW uh, Championship. So the very first match that we open up with is was for the real world championship, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. A lot of history in this match. Um, these guys have been going at it since the ROH days 10, 15 years ago, maybe more, who knows. Um, I was very excited to hear about this match when, when it was announced. Um, this is one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe didn't quite live up to, I think, what it could have been, but it was solid. It was a really good wrestling match. You know, Samoa Joe was very dominant throughout most of the match, getting a lot of offense, a lot of things. Um, CM Punk uh, ended up uh, um, bleeding after uh, getting thrown into like the front of the announce table, uh, broke broke up, broke like the, the, the front shield of it. And uh, started bleeding. That was a nice little touch. Uh, it, it, it was it was just it was a really good match. Uh, you know, obviously, Samoa Joe is nowhere near uh, the peak of where he he, he used to be um, as an athlete. Um, but he's been able to over the years change and adapt his style to fit what he can do now. And he's very much more of a bruiser, a, a brawler type, which is really good. And it was in full display here. His 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 work punches are fantastic. Um, very smooth. He still he has still great timing. He he's always has great placement there. It was really fun, and the the chants were loud. You know, I I know a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, it, it was the, the, the divisive uh, CM Punk chant. Listen, I don't know what it is. A lot of a lot of people hate CM Punk. I get it. He's not a likable guy. I think when he's been in AEW, I don't think he's done anything wrong. Well, okay, the the all out scrum was. Wasn't handled the best on his part, but I I still believe the elite and Kenny started that shit, and they kept spreading rumors while while he was away and suspended and hurt, and Jack Perry apparently starting some shit, you know it's just no bueno in my eyes, <laughs> and yeah, but anyways, the crowd was really hot. They were they were really in, into it. Uh, again, it was very like old. It was an old school wrestling match. These guys just went for it. It was great. Um, pacing was solid. Like I said, they were just, they were, it was missing a little extra, a little extra spice, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of cayenne in there to really kind of set it off like as like a true classic. But it was really cool to see uh, Punk finally get that win over uh, Samoa Joe. I believe at this point he hasn't even won. Um, and in the time that he did beat Joe, it was like in a multi-man tag match. So it, it was never in single competition. Um, so it was really cool to, to, to see that play out. Solid match overall. Um, if, if, I, if I have to, so we'll go off the Dave Melzer um, star ratings, I guess. Oh, excuse me. Um, drink some water if you heard that. My bad. Um, I'll give it I'll give it three stars. Mm, three. Yeah, I'll give it three stars. Mm, 3.5. 3.5. Yeah, 3.5. Yeah, because it, it, like I said, it was missing a little extra that, that, that would have easily made it a four-star match. But 3.5 is solid. This is probably my second favorite match of the night. So we started off pretty strong. Uh, Bleacher Report, 
overall gave it a B plus, which is again not not bad. It's w- uh, way above average, not quite you know top tier, but it's a damn good match. Um, the next one right after that, which surprisingly was the Golden Elite versus Jay White, uh, Juice Robinson, and um, boy oh boy. Takahata. I've been hearing his name for, for like months now. I can't even say it anymore. Uh, Kono, Konosuke Takesha. Sorry, I'm, I butchered that name, buddy. You you really are fucking fantastic. My bad. Uh, sorry about that. But um, the, the Golden Elite are made up of uh, Hangman Page. Um... Uh, Kota Ibushi and uh, Kenny Omega. This was a solid match. Um, I just have to say, Juice Roberts is a fucking superstar. He's a he's a hippie caveman. I love him. He's fantastic to watch. He's <laughs> his um the the promo he did in AEW was one one of my favorites that that he's done because he was um in in New Japan he he was he was a little different. He was a little more. Baby face, good guy. Hey, look at me. I'm Juice Roberts. Ha ha ha. Here, he's just full out crazy nut job heel. And I love his promo of like, I'm not tired. Why do you want me to go to sleep? I'm fully rested. Why do you want me to go to sleep? Fantastic stuff. He's great. Him and Jay White together are, are a great team. Um, get, and again, I, I'm pissed off of what the Bullet Club has become. And big part of that is, I don't care what anyone says, is because of Kenny Omega and the Elite. It all started with them. You know the Bullet Club were were top tier shit, and now they're a bunch of bunch of hacks. But this is the this is like the uh, the AEW Bullet Club. So we have like Jay White, Juice Roberts. Uh, we have um, um, ball ball ball, the Gun Boys, um, which is awesome. They are the, uh, the, the yeah. The, it's that's the, that's a that's a good that's a good starting spot to rebuild. The Bullet Club, even if it's just the American branch, it's they got to rebuild Bullet Club somewhere. But th- this match was solid, um, good back and forth. Uh, Takesha, Takeshna, and uh, Obushi, great. They're both fantastic. They're both hard hitting. They're really good. They're uh, they're both they both have great looks to them. Great physiques. Uh, Takesha is more thick and built and he 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 looks like he'll just run through you uh uh abushi is definitely more like the like you know like, like the shoot fighter and he's really good at his kicks he's fantastic uh kenny as much as i may not like kenny i i i, I will give him props that he is like when he does certain things or certain moves like his knee strikes are fantastic they always look brutal and mean as hell um i'm not a fan of his like his his selling, I guess. Uh, but overall, I, I again, I, I will give I give it to him that he, he have, like if you tell me you have to watch a, a, a Kenny Omega match or, or a Bucks match, I'll watch uh, a Kenny's match all the time. He he is good in the ring. I might not like his character and all that kind of stuff and so some other things about him. But um, overall, he he is a solid, really damn good wrestler. Um, Hangman. It's hot and cold for me. I, I he's hit, he has yet to live up to the full potential that he ha- that he has that the ability that I know he has. Uh, when he joined the club, he was uh, the, the the Bullet Club. He was very young. He's probably one of the worst members at the time. 
and when he came to AEW, he was, you know, he was being pushed. He was all that great stuff. Didn't quite work out. I think a lot of start and stop booking with him. Uh, his title run was lackluster. Uh, this match was fine. He was probably the weakest out of all the group, uh, out of all out of all six guys. But he he held his own enough. Um, Juice again. Juice is just fantastic. Juice is just so so entertaining to watch. Um, some really good spots. Um, some again, it, it was hard hitting because like it's like three three out of six guys here are all hard hitters. It was really really good match. Um, the thing that's gonna stop me from like making it like a three point five or a four is I don't know if the ending was planned. It felt rushed out of nowhere. It felt like the ref missed the ref counted too fast or someone missed their 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 uh, opportunity to break up the count. It was um it was weird. It just it just ended out of nowhere. It was what wasn't off a high spot, it wasn't off of anything. It just kind of happened, and it, it, that was it. And you you tell the, the audience too, like they were quiet when 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 the um when Juice and um, Jay White and um, Takeshi won. It was just kind of like, oh, well, well, okay, what happened? I don't know what I don't know what happened there. Um, I I give it a I, I give it a f- I give it a I give it a, I, I give it a three. It, it was a solid multi man tag match. Um, Standard AW one, but uh, with the guys involved, made it a lot more entertaining, a lot more hard hitting than no- normally would. So yeah, I- I'll give it a three out of five stars. Um, Bleacher Report gave it a B. Again, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, the I-, I think the biggest part was the ending, uh, which kind of held it back because when you- when you're kind of exciting in the middle of it and just poof, you just get you get all the air taken out of your tire. Is it's just uh, okay, whatever. Next match is a match I liked a lot, but again, because of the people in it, I can't really, I couldn't get into it totally. Uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, FTR versus the Young Bucks. This is the rubber match, as they would say. Uh, their third encounter, hopefully their last encounter. Um, it's a good. It was good. It was good. It was a really good match. It, it 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 was solid overall. Um, FTR. I don't care anyone says, man. Then you can argue with me all you want. They're the, they're the best tag team in the world right now. I mean, their track record shows it. You know, the Young Bucks. They have they have they have you know the they got the the spectacle. They have all that stuff. You know, they definitely pull off the big fancy moves, but. You know, and they believe that their their idea of psychology and, and wrestling storytelling is just by hitting, by kicking out of big moves and then winning on them like a super kick. You know, oh, he tombstoned them off, tombstone piled around them off of, of a twenty foot tall ladder onto a bed of spikes and he kicked out at one. Oh my God! I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of their style. Um, and I, I'm when they're on the indies and you watch them from time to time. Yeah, they're great to watch. They're, you know, they're they're fun. But when you watch them on TV, weekly, monthly on pay per views and all that kind of stuff, and you just watch the promos, which are lackluster and for the most part always, you know, it, once you've seen like three, four of their matches, you've seen all their matches. They don't really do anything different. They continually stay there on that level, and they just don't do anything different. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, 
And I think they really hindered that because FTR can usually, usually work with almost anybody. You know, even the best tag teams. The, to be the best, the greatest tag team, you can work with like 95% of all tag teams and get something out of them. And these guys get the best out of everyone majority of the time. Uh, when they faced uh, when FTR faced uh, the Lucha Bros, it was such and just just like this match was such a style style clash that obviously the Lucha Bros ain't gonna give up anything and do anything less. They they're gonna get their shit in because they're mega superstars. You know it's hard to work with them on, on that level, just like uh, just like the Young Bucks. Well, there were some really cool spots, uh, some really great stuff between back and forth. Um, like I said, I feel like the I don't know if the I don't know if the Bucks were hurt, or if they were just I don't want to say sandbagging FTR or anything, trying to make them look bad or whatever, because it didn't look that blatant. But they looked a little off. They weren't hitting moves or hitting leapfrogs like like they normally do. There's just something a little off about it. Um, their their timing in this match was kind of off, where things that should have been like got a really good reaction, should have blown the roof off this place. Um, FTR did everything right for the most part. There was the one part where I will give the Bucks credit where they they, they saved the match from being, uh, you know, uh, being messed up a little bit where I think it was Dax was down for the three count and one of the Bucks realized, I don't think the break the, the count's going to break up in time. So he, he, he pulls Dax's arm to look like he kicked out. But he saved the match to, to keep going, and um, that was smart of them, which was good. You know, they 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 were aware the situation was going on. I'll give them credit where where, where, where credit is doing that. That was that was really smart. That was, that was really quick thinking. Um, you know, you, you get the standard. You know, big. You know, I, I think they had like two pile drivers back to back, and there was a two count, and we, we had all those big moments in in the matches and. Like I said, it just this this uh, the Bucks seemed a little off. They didn't seem quite on on their game. Well, Gil, the the, the one of the other uh, co-hosts on the show, you know, uh, I was watching with them, and we both kind of agreed like yeah, it, it just one of them might be hurt or it seemed a little off. You know, they didn't quite seem like on their game, and I don't know. If it's because they the, uh, the FTR went over or whatever. Again, I don't know. There's a lot of the the AW locker room apparently is in upheavals at this moment. Everyone blames Punk, but it, it, I think Punk being there just kind of shows how fragile the, the locker room really was to begin with. That you know everyone wants to be told yes, no one wants to hear criticism, and no one wants to be told no. So you know that's what I believe, uh, and that will probably be another separate episode we can dive more into into the drama AW. But um, back to this match, solid. Um, it had potential to be a five star in my eyes, a, a classic. Cause I'm, I mean, you know, all the, all it was all there, I guess. Um, but I, I, I would give it a three. Um, I'm debating should I go with point five or not. No, I liked the match. It was fun. FTR won, but like I said they were just it didn't quite live up to that third match hype that it should have had. So I'll give it three out of five stars. Uh Bleach Report gave it a five um gave it uh, give it an A, which is fair. Um again the, the, for an AW this is like a five star banger for, for them hundred percent. I was just expecting more. 
Um, and if you are looking for other FTR matches to watch, obviously anything against the the Briscoes from from last year and uh, their trilogy, oh, some of the best tag team wrestling you're going to watch. Um, you can go back even further to the NXT days. Uh, um, F, um, the, the revival against um, American Alpha, DIY. Um, the, uh, when, when the revival's contract was coming to an end, uh, they went to NXT again, and they had a match with Undisputed Era. Another solid great match from, 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 from NXT. Uh, a lot of great stuff there. Check them out. And then uh, m- m- even more recently, they're, they're, um, they're, um, FTR's feud with Juice Robertson and Jay White. Uh, fantastic, like, modern-day tag team stuff. Amazing. Just fucking amazing uh, tag team they are. Uh, next match. The Stadium Stampede match, which, oh my god. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Santana and Ortiz, Pride and Powerful, formerly known. Um, I don't think there'll be... You know, that again, there's more drama, but we'll, we'll leave it aside. Pride and, Pride, and, uh, Pride and Powerful, but it's just Santana and Ortiz now. With the re- epic return of Santana, which is great. To see him back, I I, I believe he's going to be... I, I believe he should be a solo star, 100%. He, he's, he's got it all. Um, I was able to see him live at Warrior Wrestling here in Chicago. Boy, he's, he, he, he's, he's got it. He just needs to be given the time and effort to be able to show it and, and really... You know, show, show show the audience what he can do. So back to the match. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, uh, consisting of John Moxley, uh, Wheeler Yuta, and uh, oh man, what is his name? Uh, Claudio Castagnoli uh, with uh, Santana and Ortiz versus best friends. Um, what are their names? I know it's Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and I forgot the other guy's name. Sorry, buddy. Um, with Eddie Kingston and Penta El Zero Medio. I'm going to be straight up with you. Stadium Stampede matches are cool. They're fun when they're shot cinematically where we can bounce between, you know, matches and opponents where, like, back in the old empty stadium days where we would follow, like, oh, it's Sammy versus this guy. Okay, they they had their, their spot and they did their moment. Let's go over to here. Now let's go here. Now let's go here. When it's live in front of a live studio audience and the camera just has following people around, and it's one of the it's not that it's it's the camera bouncing between different actions right before something major happens. Someone hits someone with a chair. The camera pulls away to go t- to this other spot because oh they're going through a table right now, or oh, this the, this guy's getting skewers stuck in his head. Yada yada yada. It's it's too chaotic. It bounces back and forth. You can't keep you can't it can't keep attention on one thing for too long. You know, it's you got guys fighting up in the nosebleed. You got guys fighting in the side ring. You got people fighting up in the entrance. You got people f- fighting by the um, the announce table. It's ridiculous. It's too much going on for my taste. Um, cool moments again, like the skewers when uh, I think Kingston put uh, skewers into Moxley's head because Moxley's got to bleed. Uh, if Moxley sneezes, he he's gonna start bleeding. It's just it's just what he does. Um, you know, it it was just too much, too soon. Um, I, I hate these matches. They're even worse live, and I've seen a couple of couple of these style matches live. You know, the you know hardcore, you know fall count anywhere matches are just so chaotic. It's so boring to watch. These are one of my worst matches to to see in either 
on a pay-per-view on TV or live. Uh, this 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 gets a uh, this gets a one point five uh, this gets a one point five out of out of five stars for me. I was really disappointed in this. Uh, a lot of people that I like, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston, love him. Penta, love that guy. Um, Santana, you heard me t- talk about him, uh, you know, at the beginning of this. Um, Claudio Casanova is cool too, um, but I-, I don't understand the Blackpool Combat Club thing. I I don't know. It just it never felt like it ever did anything. They wasted Regal when he was there before before he he left. I believe he went back to NXT to where he can be able to work with his son who's over in NXT now, which I think he has a lot of potential, uh, Regal's son, to, to, to be something. Um, and after that, you know, Brian, Daniel Bryanson is, uh, is the leader. It just, it just doesn't, the, the cl- they feel forced. The, now, the entrances, the entrances were, were cool. They came on like, like black trench coats with like um, black polos and sunglasses on coming out. Gonna like hit men, cause you know, um, you know they're like badasses. But that's about it. Um, yeah, I there's really not much to say about this. Uh, just it'll be more negativity on top of negativity, and we're not trying to be negative, man. Here we're not trying to be negative. So, or as much anyway. So uh, past that, uh, Bleach Report gave it a D minus. Or no, I'm sorry, I gave it a D, just a solid D. I agree with that 100. percent um, actually, I, I would probably give it a, can you do worse than a B, D? I haven't been in school in a long time. D, F, no, I, D is, I guess, is fine. Next match is the AEW's Women's Championship Fatal 4-Way with Soraya versus uh, Hakura Shida, Tony Storm, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, another match that I personally really, really enjoyed a lot. Um, you know, I'm a big advocate for women's wrestling. Uh, I, I, are they gorgeous women? Yes. Are they, are, are they great to look at? Yes. I'm not gonna lie. If you ask me like, do you, do you think they're beautiful? Yes. They're fucking gorgeous. They're gorgeous women. But I truly believe that women wrestling is great. Just like anything else you can see. Uh, I think the talent is, uh, the, the, the talent gap between the best of the the women and the average women's wrestler is a lot bigger, but we're talking about four premium wrestlers in the ring right now. These are like, like you you throw in, um, you throw in um, Chris Atlander, Jamie Hayter, and Willow Knight and Gale in here. That's like the best that AEW has to offer in, in, in the women's side, and they all can fucking go. Women's wrestling gets a lot of slack. You know, they have to work five times as hard to be taken halfway respectable as if, you know, like, you know, just any other guy on the roster. You know, they, they, they obviously on the internet is nothing but just objectifying all of them, every single one of them. It doesn't matter who they are, what they are, what their gimmick is. You know, the, it's the, the internet is full of like, oh, look at those ass cheeks. Oh, I, I love the, I love the, I love the get deep down in there. It's like, yes, I get it. Stop being a perv. Just watch the fucking match because these girls can fucking go. And, you know, I've been a big advocate for women's wrestling. I've been a big advocate for tag team wrestling. You know, they're both, they're both don't, they never really get their fair shot. Even AEW, this brand new, more, you know, we're about wrestling and giving everyone equal opportunities. And even they just fail their women's division continuously. It's mind-boggling how they do that with the talent that they got. 
um, and the talent that they could still get. There's still a lot of great women on the Indies that they can sign that would boost this this roster big time and let go of some of the other ones that aren't really doing anything or you sign just because you needed to fill bodies until everyone can get off of WWE contracts. Well, with all that being said, I really did enjoy this match. Um, Soraya comes out uh, within her entrance with her family because we're... We're 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 in we're in London, we're in her home country. Um, I don't know if she was born in London or where she was born exactly, but it, it's her like her. It's basically her, her home turf. Her family is maybe not wrestling royalty, but they are indie royalty in London and in parts of the U.S. as well. You know they're, you know they they come out looking all fucking um, like the trailer trash version, uh, uh like. Bridge version of being trying to trash, but it works because that's that's who they are. Uh, the that's a character that's that, that's who they are. They're, it's fantastic to watch all of them. Uh, it just it it was just cool to see them see all of them come out together as one family and to to support her and all that kind of stuff. Uh, she does gear was on point. She she always has great gear. Uh, Britt Baker also. I, I I'm I'm uh, Britt Baker had amazing gear as well. I, I'm really I'm really into gear, like um you know from. Uh, like the Fiend to Britt Baker to uh, Will Ospreay to uh, even Jericho at times can have really good gear. So you know, every now and then, Lucian uh, Thunder Liger, uh, Ultimo Dragon. I, I I love gear. I'm a gear nerd. I love the like you know. I, I just love it. So the, I was like, yeah, these, these girls put out all the stops for, for for this match. That they, they all look on point. They were all great in the match. The best spot by far was let's see if they even have here um i just want to see because uh there's, there's one cool thing that um police report does on theirs is kind of uh give their top moments and takeaways Saria got a big big time hometown crumbing uh excalibur put over she does uh excalibur put over she does previous reign as champion how it took place in front of empty arena during the uh, pandemic era I have more to say in that she was fantastic. She she did a great job uh carrying the division during the uh during the, the COVID era. Um Shida was great. She you know, she she was a hell of a champion. Um not enough love for her and uh, it was cool when she was able to even if she only held the belt for like a couple of weeks or even a month I think it was before she lost it tonight to 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 to, uh, to Soraya. Spoiler alert. Uh Soraya mother uh, Halbert Baker while Storm chopped her. That was cool. Uh, okay, so they didn't have it on here. Stupid. So there was a great, there's a great spot where Soraya has um, Tony Storm wrapped up like in this like I I know it's a name to it, but it's like this like hanging spider like stretch that like her uh, Tony Storm's arms and legs are intertwined with uh, Soraya's body and all that kind of stuff. So she's just hanging there. And she's trying to get her to tap, and Britt Baker comes out of nowhere with a curb stomp, and just slams Tony Storm's head straight straight into the mat. It looked brutal. It was a great spot out of nowhere. Fantastic. Um, but like I said, um, everyone's on point. So Surya obviously can't do as much because of her neck. She can only wrestle like once or twice a month, really. Um, so this was like her time of the month to fight, which was perfect timing. And all in, it worked out. Um, but I will say that two things held held it back from being a little bit from being like uh, like four star easy. Um, one we had in fighting with the um, uh, what are they called? 
Man, it, it was a terrible uh, stable that they've been together. Um, uh, Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Riot are are in like a like a faction together. Uh, I forget what they're called. Um, there's been a lot of infighting lately with them. You know, a lot of uh, discord. Ruby comes out uh, middle match to try to uh, get Soraya and Tony to be on the same page, and they're going at it. And I think they end up like pushing like uh, Ruby away, and she falls off the ring. Is like, okay? I'm done with this. I'm leaving. Yeah, it was it it, it kind of it, it slowed down the match for some drama, uh, because because obviously, um, oh, what happened was Soraya went for a pin. Tony Tony Storm went for a pin. Soraya goes, "Hey, what are you doing? This is this was not the plan. I'm winning." So she goes for a pin. Tony Storm pushes her away, and they start bickering, and they're going at it because they they can't agree on this. And then, um, that's when Ruby came out, and it, it, it slowed down the match for a second, and. Although it was a cool finish, uh, Britt Baker had Sheeta in her um, in her submission finisher. I, I want to call it like the lockjaw or the thing where she like she she like puts their ties up their hands and like puts her hands in her mouth to like yank on their jaw. She uh, Baker has Sheeta in in that, but Sheeta's fighting. She's like, no, you can't put your, your hand in my mouth. She, she's like moving it around, trying to bite her, and like you know, she just like she can't lock in all the way in. And while Britt Baker is fighting to get that in, um, uh, Soraya, uh, Tony Storm comes in and Soraya hits her with her with her finish. And while Tony, while Britt Baker still has her in the in the submission, trying to lock it in, Soraya picks up the win against Tony Storm. Her her, old, her against her own stablemate, one two three, to become the new AEW Women's Championship. Great moment. And just it felt like the match was rushed. Like they, like they, if they would have had like an extra five, ten minutes, this would have been a solid, easy three point five to to a four star match. But uh, just for for the shortness of it and kind of the ab- abrupt ending to it and the whole Ru- Ruby Riot coming out and you know drama and all that kind of stuff, um, I, I'll give it a three three out of five uh, star stars for this match. Very fun. I, I liked it a lot. It just needed to be a little bit longer. And with a, with a couple more really awesome spots, and man, this thing would have been a, like a really great classic for the women's division. But for for what it is, three out of five is a really good score. Um, Bleach Report gave it a C. Uh, I would have gone like a, like if you had to use this uh, rating, I'd give it like a C plus or C plus or like a B minus. Fan, a really solid match. Uh, next match was a coffin match: uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland and. Christian Cage. Um, let me just say that Swerve Strickland is a superstar. He needs to get away from this current group that he's with. He needs to either be with one other person or he needs to do his own thing. Because Swerve is a superstar, man. I'm not. I'm 100. He was great in NXT. They, you know, they they, they released him. Didn't know what to do with him. Uh, he came here. He's been. A, he's been. A, he's. He is. He's there. He's ready to go to the main event. He's ready to be to play with the big boys. Man, him uh, like the the stuff with him and Keith Lee were were great. Um, you know he he's he's right there, man. He he he's ready. Darby is a star too. I love Darby. I just he needs to slow down. I don't want him to die in the ring or die, you know, because of complications. Because he's he's straight edge. He doesn't take any no Advil, no ibuprofen. You know he breaks his bones, whatever. He just deals with it. He doesn't drink. You know, and eventually that pain is gonna catch up. I mean. Uh, if you, I don't know how how old uh, and you guys who who are listening, but uh, you may or may not remember uh, Spike Dudley. 
that man was basically Darby Allen before Darby Allen, and uh, he had a lot of drug and and um, drugs and uh, alcohol problems because his body took such a beating. He tried to deal with the pain the best he could, and Darby's kind of going down that road. I mean, he's he's doing some. He took a couple crazy spots in here. He did a coffin drop on top of a coffin. <laughs> yeah, that was it was a cool moment, but man, it's just like, damn it, Darby, stop it. Sting came out as like Joker's thing, really great uh, TNA run uh, version of Sting. Christian Cage is great as always, great heel, underrated heel of all time. He's fantastic. Um, overall, the match was really good. You know, uh, top so according to Bleacher Bleacher reports on the top moments, Sting and Allen entered the arena, uh, uh, um, aimed the former final WCW theme, Seek and Destroy by Metallica. Yes. That that was that was actually a really cool moment when Sting and Darby came out to, to that. It was like oh, it was like nostalgia, but like in the best way possible. It was perfect. It was great. We haven't heard that theme in a long time. Uh, with his hands restrained, Allen f- uh, flew through the air and wiped out Strickland at ringside. That's right. Yeah, at a certain point, um, Christian actually ties up Darby's hands, and Darby gets tossed around. Like a rag doll into the corner, he's taking a beating, and he actually decides to go like, "Oh, screw it! I'm gonna go dive dive out of rings with my hands tied behind my back." A lot of great coffin spots um, for a coffin match that's usually pretty rare because there's only so many spots you can do. But um, there was there was a great where like they 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 put like Strickland in in, in the coffin, and he they're about to close it on him, and he just slips his hands out and they and they, they slam it on his hands, but he's like, "I ain't fuck you, I ain't losing." So they, they just they start smacking his hands. They 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 they, they jump on a coffin, you know, to, to crush his fingers. And it's like he just he doesn't want to lose. He he's willing to sacrifice his hands and fingers for for that. He's like hell no, I ain't losing. And uh, the Darby, like I said, Darby was going to do the coffin drop onto uh, onto uh, Swerve Strickland, who was on top of the coffin. When he moved out of the way and just boof, just back first on, on top of the coffin, and that coffin was solid. That thing looked like it hurt. Um, some really good, some really good stuff. Um, this was a fun match. Um, definitely, uh, again, coffin matches, coffin matches can go either way. They're either extremely boring or very entertaining. And this was very entertaining. Um, I, I would give this one a 3.5 out of five. I was surprised how much I actually liked it. That it's probably like my third favorite match of the night with, um, FTR being second, this one being third, uh, the AW's AW women's match being fourth, and we haven't got to my favorite one yet. So I'll give it a three point five out of five. Really fun match. Uh, check it out if you can get it, or if you're gonna rent it while you know uh, rewatch it. But um, Bleach Report gave it a B, uh, solid number there, solid grade. Uh, I agree. Uh, next was Chris Jericho versus Will Will Osprey. My personal favorite match of the night for me was this match. Um, Jericho, when he first joined AEW, that first year and a half was money. You know, he he felt rejuvenated. He felt fresh. He felt like, okay, it is my new chance. I left WWE. This is my chance to kind of you know be free do something new and he did and he was great um and then after that it just a lot of schlock a lot of terribleness a lot of bad gimmicks a lot of bad promos a lot of bad stuff 
Um, I haven't. I the first, like I said, the first year and a half of Jericho with AEW was amazing. After that, I like very little to nothing that he's done up to this point. This match, uh, although I will say, was fantastic. Uh, will Osprey is obviously the kingpin of the Commonwealth, the bad motherfucker. The you know this guy runs the UK scene right now. Um, he's he, he he loves New Japan. He's still signed over there. He's he's really big in in New Japan as well. Um, every time I get to see him like on like live on on, on American TV, it's always great because I've seen him I've seen him live a couple times now, and it's always fantastic to watch him work. He's one of my favorites working today, uh, along with um, Walter, aka Gunther in WWE, and uh, Jimmy Hader. Rhea Ripley, like, like if, you, if I had to pick four, just off the top of my head, those are like my, my four current favorite wrestlers working right now. Uh, and then you put up Jacob Fatu there as well for, 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 for that spot. Um, but this match was great. Uh, the reason why I liked it was because Jericho really had to bust his ass, keep up with, like, Will. And Will slowed down a little bit, you know, just enough for him to catch up, but he was still going full out, the you know, doing the, 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 the Osprey cutter and all these great moves and... And, you know, the, the, their timing was fantastic. Jericho was there the whole night. You see, he had a, like I said, he, he had to bust his ass to keep up with them. Um, but he did it. Uh, I, didn't see, I don't remember seeing any any blown spots on, on Jericho's part. It was really good. Uh, Will, again, superstar. Jericho, people still love him. But, you know, um, the the downside of this was when Ozzy played Lob. Not Ozzy. Um, that's, that's the... That's, that's the name of the dog that was at the party. Um, at the uh, all-in party, uh, 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 quote-unquote party, or watch party. Um, uh, Fozzie. <laughs> Fozzie, uh, when they played live, I, it, I was expecting more. It was kind of underwhelming. It was cool to see, but I don't know. It just felt like, eh. It didn't feel like it was big enough. Like, it should have been more than what it was. Eh, it is what it is. But the match was fantastic. Will, uh, Will Ospreay gets the win. Uh, Will beat um, Kenny Omega pretty recently in in in, in the rematch, and he and now he has a win over Jericho. You know, as like the the top guy of this shit. You know, that's that's who Will Ospreay is, and I love it. Um, only one thing is, I think I I wish Jericho would have broken out the Lions Tamer because I think Will and him are close enough in size that it would have worked. Because obviously. Bigger opponents, the, the the lion tamer doesn't work as well, um, but yeah, man, damn man, it was such a good match. The, this one really had me going. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it was just long enough. It, it wasn't too short. It wasn't too long. It was perfect for for what it needed to be. Will got all the stuff in. Jericho got his moments. Um, great moment. Let's let's just see out of curiosity. What did? Um, Let's see what Bleach Report put as the top moments here in takeaways. Jericho and Fozzie performed Judas Live. That wasn't that great. Uh, Will Ospreay entered to, uh, to elevate a beautiful display of pyro. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, perhaps booking Will uh, Ospreay with uh, Callus for, uh, for the wrong call given the stadium. I don't know. Uh, Ospreay delivered a shooting star press from the top rope to Jericho, who was draped over the rope. That was, that was, that was a great, great spot. Uh, Guevara rocked uh, uh, Osprey with the bat at the head while uh, while trapped in the walls of Jericho, but the aerial assassin fought out of into the match and out, out of the submission hold. Um, 
<clears throat> a defiant Jericho taunted Will Ospreay, who delivered a second stormbreaker to score the score the win. After the match, Jericho shoved Guevara away and appeared to be frustrated as he made his way up to the ramp. <clears throat> yes, um, that was a really good moment. Uh, obviously, it's a, at this point veteran against veteran, but uh, old guard against new guard in this match. Um, uh, towards the end, definitely like I think Jericho like. In character, Jericho knew he wasn't going to win, but he's like, I'm going to go out fighting. And uh, it, it was definitely great to see when, like, um, when when Osprey goes for his, um, oh, I forgot what it's called. I'm, I'm bad at this. <laughs> I really need to get better at it. But uh, when when he, like, hits him with with the elbow in the back of their head and on the face, when he's in the corner, he's ready to hit him. Jericho just sits up, goes like, fuck you. He gives him, he gives him the middle fingers and just take, takes it straight to the face. And then Stormbreaker, one, two, three. Uh, just, just fantastic match, man. I, I, I don't know what else to say. This is definitely like by far my favorite match of, of the night. Uh, I, I didn't give a rating. Uh, I, for me, this is a four out of five. Uh, this is a four, four stars out of five. Uh, Bleach Report gave it a B. I would have gave it an A. Easy, A minus uh, at the low end. Um, trios, next match was the Trios Championship match. The acclaimed with badass Billy Gunn versus the House of Black. House of Black. Love, I love their entrance. I love their gear, especially in this match. They were all white. Julia Hart is such a really good fit of this group. I, I hate to admit it. I, I, when, I, when it first happened, when Julia Hart joined um, House of Black, I definitely was like, Oh, this is stupid. I hate this. But it she she's she's worked really well with this group as like the as like the uh Sabrina Teenage Witch, but like a like a dark goth version of it. Been really cool. Uh their gear was on point. Um Mal- Malachi came out with a lantern for for Bray Wyatt, came out at the entrance, left it at, at the top of the ramp for him, which was a very nice touch. Um the acclaim, huge I'm I'm a huge claim fan. Um, you know, you know, um, again, I don't know how much is true, but you know, uh, when, when Collision first debuted in Chicago, the clan came out and get a problem. was like, you know, a claim were born here. You guys, you know, scissor me, Danny, you, you guys put that over. You guys got us over. And Chicago is a big part of just, just like when Rusev day finally took off, it was in Chicago, Christmas Eve or Christmas day. Rusev comes out with Rusev Day. The place just loses its shit. And after that, it became a thing. Chicago, best wrestling town in wrestling, in my opinion. I know I'm biased, but fuck you. This match was solid. Um, it was fun. It was good. It was great. Biggest highlight for me. Because you don't see it in wrestling anymore because of the landscape that we're in right now. Um, Julia Hart. Um... Gets on the apron, stops Billy Gunn from jumping out of the ring to, you know, land on the House of Black. Um, Billy, she, she gets in the ring, gets in Billy Gunn's face, and Billy Gunn just whoosh, just, throw, just throws her down, ho- holds her, spreads her legs. Um, who gets on the top rope? Um, Max Caster gets on the top rope, or was it, oh my god, who was it? Um... Oh no, who was it? <laughs> I don't think it was Caster. Um Man, hold on. I'm watching the 
the clip real quick because I want to see who got on top rope. Sorry about that. Just stick with me for a second. Bowens. Bowens got got in the middle rope. They did the scissor sign. Um, Julia was on her back. They did spread her legs open, and he gives her a drop kick to her crotch. A fantastic scene. Uh, it was just great to watch because you don't really see that anymore. We used to see that in the Attitude Era all the time. Well, I felt a little more malicious at some points, but and a little, um, little more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, sometimes it, it, it felt kind of like like tasteless in nature, but this was a great moment to see her get involved and actually get the, for, for the for the acclaimed to actually get some offense on her as well. It is really cool because it's wrestling, right? Uh, the only place where that could and should happen is wrestling. Uh, fantastic spot. Um, Billy Gunn. Felt really slow in this match. Um, I don't know if it was jet lag or something. Uh, the previous, the, the previous couple weeks before this, he he still looked like he can go, like another twenty, like a twenty minute match, no problem. This one he looked very sluggish, a little bit slow. Um, the match was shorter than I wanted it to be, but I think that was for Billy Gunn's sake. Um, the the acclaim pick up the win. They got on the mic and they said, hey, Billy, you know, we told you we would get you some gold because it looked like he was ready to retire, Billy Gunn. But down there came like, well, I'm sorry, buddy. I don't think you, you, you can retire. Yeah, we got some gold. To, we're we're going to have to protect now. Um, another fun, decent match. Uh, I give it a three out of five stars. You know, really solid average, good good match on, on the pay-per-view card. A um, little way, way too high on the card. Uh, I think they were expecting the Billy Gunn stuff to go way, way to be way more over than it than it was in this match. While the people were behind Billy, I think um, by the end of the night they were like, "Okay, we're we're, we're here with you. We're we're having a good time." But you know, this if this was on earlier. The crowd would have been bumping like crazy for this for for, for Billy Gunn and the acclaim. While they were still into it, uh, it was late in the night already. Uh, we were, this was the the co main event or the, the 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 match before the main event. So all that against and everything like that, uh, it, it it was an average match, solid. Uh, besides the Julia Hart moment, not too many other you know big spots or any kind of memorable moments. Um, but then go back to the gear stuff. Um, the the House of Black. I would love to have like all all like a all four of their masks that they wore that night on, on my wall. It would be cool. Uh, Julia's mask was awesome. Um, Kings. Uh, Buddy and Malachi's mask—they were all great. They were all wearing white and gold instead of instead of their standard black. It looked awesome. Julia Hart, uh, like her, like her hat with like the stainless glass w- window designs in the brim is amazing. I would love to have that as well. Just put it on a shelf somewhere. Uh, they would they would look fucking phenomenal. Um, again, uh, I'm a beer gear, uh, big gear guy. I love that kind of stuff. So I can talk about that all day. Um, final match of the night. The main event, AEW's World Championship match, Adam Cole Bebe versus MJF. Um, I'm a little torn because I did like the match. It was underwhelming at times. I think they played to the crowd a little bit too much for my taste, especially in the beginning. When you know, because uh, story story storyline wise, they were um, their best friends right now, and some of that was cool in the match, uh, especially towards the end. Um, but Adam Cole was definitely the the heel in this match, right? MJF was kind of baby face, you know. He's trying to be like, "Hey, we're best friends." Adam Cole's like, "I gotta win! I gotta win! I gotta win!" 
and some good some some good really good spots all that all that, all that stuff um we kind of had a redo of the first match uh it was a couple months ago um they they had an iron man match uh adam cole versus NGF for for the belt and and uh adam cole had had him he had him beaten all he had to do was just oh no i'm sorry it was an iron man match it was they reached the time limit adam cole had him down one two and before he can get down to three, the the referee, the um, the the announcer goes that that's the end of that's the end of the, the a lot of the time in the match. This is a this is a draw. Adam Cole goes five more minutes. MGF and he goes no rolls out. Then they start becoming best buddies. They're hanging out, and now they're ROA's tag champions together, which they won earlier that that that, that evening uh, on the same card, um, but. Again, I I think they played uh, they played off of that a little bit too much. Um, it, it 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 slagged a little uh, at moments. Um, they did the same thing. I think it was a count out. Oh no, it was a double. It, it was a double pin. Uh, they 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 hit each other with like big moves. They fell to the ground. Each each of them had one arm on on top of the other person. The ref counted one two three. It was considered a draw. So MGF still champion. Uh, I think Cole goes 15 more minutes, and and um, you know MGF goes like, no, he gets up. He's like, 15 minutes is not enough. Well, we'll keep going until we have a fucking winner here in Wembley fucking stadium, which got a big pop. So they they they, they go back and forth a little bit more, not too much longer. Boom, and MGF wins one two three. Personally, my my favorite part of the match was at the end, uh, after MGF officially won. Cleanly, um, Adam Cole's in the corner, um, ready to be on the verge of tears. MGF sees that and he tries to console his best friend. Uh, gives him goes, hey, listen, buddy, I'm sorry. You know, hey, you, you're still a champion in my book. You know, the people still love you. You're still fantastic. And he grabs the ROH and goes, look, we still have this. We still got this. And he gives it to him. And Adam Cole just throws the belt to the side and goes. No, I should have won. I should have won. And you see him just kind of getting ready to throw a hissy fit. And MGF goes, you were never my friend. This was all just about this, wasn't it? Just about the belt. You never cared about me. You just backstabbed me just like everyone else. I knew it. I knew it. And it, it was a really cool moment when he's like, well, here. He, he, he hands him the belt, stands up, middle of the ring, uh, spread eagle, turn, turns his back, and goes, just get it over with. Just hit me with it. Just do it already. I knew I couldn't trust you. I knew I couldn't trust nobody. And... Cole's looking like he's gonna do it. You got you you got Roderick Strong who came down earlier in the match, uh, and Sundering going, "Did do it? Hit him! I'm, I'm your best friend. Hit this guy. Who cares? Hit him! Hit him!" And Cole decides not to. He decides to embrace MGF for a hug. They hug it out. Um, the the cannons go off. The the confetti's everywhere. You know they're. MGF is still champion, but they are also together still the ROH tag team champions. And that's the end of AEW's all in biggest biggest crowd in attendance ever at Wembley Stadium in London. Overall, very solid. Oh, dumb. I forgot to grade uh this match. Uh 3.5. out of four. Um, while I might not enjoy it as much as I uh, other matches that I gave the same rating to, it still is a very good match. It's still very fun to watch. Like I said, just the whole night, 
as a whole kind of felt lackluster. Nothing felt like it was like that, like uh, Daniel Bryan winning, you know, the the championships and the main event of WrestleMania. Um, um, watching The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, there was there's no moment like that in this in this entire match. The crowd was hot. The crowd was hot the whole night, which was great to watch. It was great to see that they they still kept that energy throughout the night, even though it started dwindle towards the end of the night. They were still with it. They were still cheering. They 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 love those big moments. Uh, just nothing felt epic or historic on this card for such a historic moment. Um, so congratulations to AEW for pulling that off. Uh, cheers to the UK fans. You're not as good as us. No, I'm just Actually, UK can probably rival Chicago, which is great. To, great thing to to, to have um, as fans. Um, matches were pretty solid. Even the worst match on this card was the Stampede match. You can find some some enjoyment out of it. Uh, just personally, not for me. Um, but yeah, um, as a whole, if I had to give the pay, the pay per view or a rating out of five stars, uh, three point five out of five, slightly above average, very fun, very, uh, worth the price to 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 to, to get the pay per view. But at the end of the day, um, it was there was still some something left to be desired with it, and All Out is already a week after All In. We only have like couple matches announced they 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 they, they announced some after uh, on the scrum after all in but you know it, it feels like it's going to be an afterthought match it feels like all out is going to be the SummerSlam of AEW this year cuz SummerSlam for AEW, uh, for WWE was a letdown well f- uh, fine matches and some decent moments some nice uh, some nice highlights it was a very boring pay-per-view it wasn't anything special no great build up Kind of like this match, but AEW had more going for it than SummerSlam did. And AEW really doesn't have um, AEW's All Out has nothing going for it right now. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the card is going to look like. Um, with more drama happening after uh, All In, um, who knows where where, where we're going to be at? And that's unfortunate, but hopefully uh, they can pull something out of their ass and give us a really good another fun pay per view. Um, I do plan on watching it. I'm not sure if uh, me and the wrestling group are actually going to go to the show because there's still tickets or we're just going to hang out and watch it together at someone's house. But I do plan on watching it and I do plan on talking about them, uh, that as well. So although this is almost an hour long, this is the short version. I could have easily gone in depth to every single thing that I loved and everything that I hated with uh, excruciating detail. I'll save you that. This, you can bounce around and find the matches in chronological order. Chronological order, you can kind of bounce around and hear what I'm talking about and know where you're at on the card. So hopefully you liked the, uh, the pay-per-view. Let me know what you think. What, what was your favorite match of the night? And uh, what would you give your overall rating for the pay-per-view as a whole? So thank you for listening to an episode of 3 News on a Sunday. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can actually hit me up on my personal Instagram account because I, I don't check the one for for here. Um, it is, let's go to Instagram here. You can uh, contact me at Sunny Vos Normandy. Uh, all one word, S-O-N-N-Y-V-A-S-N-O-R-M-A-N-D-Y, Sunny Vos Normandy. 
on Instagram. Uh, other than that, guys, thank you for everything. Truly appreciate it. Hope hope you got some entertainment out of this. Until next time, I'll see you. Peace. <laughs>